I love being a priest, by the way. And I love being your pastor. You know, the other thing is Good Shepherd Sunday, and I have some reflections on that. And, of course, our time is running short. Uh, we're going to enter into May, and I don't know. I just have this, I love you so much. Um, and I think we've created such a beautiful bond of family together. And so it's going to be very, very hard uh, leaving you. On this Good Shepherd Sunday, I wanted to just share from the heart what I've tried to do. Listen, I'm far from perfect, but I'm trying my best to be a good shepherd to all of you. You know, someone once asked me, what are the three things that I find successful in my life? And I would point to what it means to be a shepherd. The three things that most successful in my priesthood. Uh, not only a shepherd, but you call me father. I'm a spiritual father. I like to say dad, because I like that more affectionate interrelationship that we have with each other. So I pointed to the three things that I believe dads should be about. What makes them strong dads, good dads, good shepherds. So the first one is you got to be a good leader. I wrote some notes about this. I've come to understand that my primary role as a priest is to lead people to encounter and enter the divine life. You know, Jesus said, I'm the gate. He wants us to live in peace. He wants us to live in those verdant pastures beside restful waters, right? And when we come into the divine life, we, we finally discover the peace that has evaded us our whole lives. I've seen it over and over again. Huge Cheshire Cat smiles come on the faces of people who enter in, who say yes to Jesus, who make him the gate, who come into those verdant pastures. I believe the light of faith in our church was rapidly dimming. And the only way to restore its blaze was once again to first restore the liturgy. This is what Pope Benedict said. It is in the treatment of the liturgy that the fate of the uh, faith and of the church is decided. Pope Benedict's legacy was in trying to recover a sense of transcendence and beauty in the liturgy. So with these awe-inspiring te teachings, and at the time, Bishop Morlino, he came into our diocese at the same time that Pope Benedict was made our Pope, and at the same time I came to y'all. And all I did was try to obey to the best of my ability, and it worked. It worked. I remember when Bishop Morlino came. There were only four guys studying in all of eight years of seminary training. Practically overnight it went to 33. Because this is what people want. And so we, we, we took the lead of Pope Benedict and our own Bishop Morlino and others like them. We set out to restore beauty, reverence, and a sense of transcendence in the liturgy. Well, it worked. Now we're reaping the harvest of this endeavor. Those who discovered this transcendent liturgy found that it completely changed them. We came to understand while we were trying to keep it real, we were failing to offer something that rang true to anybody. They are looking for true. They're looking for deep. 
something intellectually robust, spiritually. And they were finding it. They weren't finding it until now. I believe we do have something truly substantial and authentic to offer souls in this heavenly setting. Our hardened hearts are made soft and supple like a sponge. We are laid open to receive what God so desperately wants to give us, the divine life. There it is. That's the verdant pastures. We go through the gate. I am the gate, Jesus said. The divine life. Most people don't even understand that that's where all peace and all joy, love, meaning and purpose is found. The divine light, that's the pasture. And so now, our hearts quicken on fire for love of Christ, for this abundant life he gave us. They came to, these thieves came to steal and Destroy. I came so that they may have life, Jesus said, and have it more abundantly. That's what he wants for us, and we discover that when we walk through the gate that is Jesus Christ. Now what happens? We are seeking the more. Oh, I love you. I want to know you more. I want to know what it means to live this divine life. I want to know what it means to spread this light to everyone around us. I want to know more. I simply must lead souls to these verdant pastures and restful waters. So a leader, good dads, great dads, are providers too. I have a hunger. I need to teach. You probably heard me say this before, but I'm not really into sitcoms or anything else. Oh, I keep the news in the background, but when I go to pay attention to it, I have to read what they're talking about. I'm not really, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm attuned to what the wolves are up to. That's all. But I, didn't, I don't go, go golfing, I don't go fishing, I don't go, yeah. <laughs> I don't go to movies. Uh, what do I do? I get up in the morning, I pray. I t- I read, and then I teach. <laughs> it's my passion, it's my joy. It's a million times more fulfilling to me than going to the golf course. I do like, love golfing. I'm gonna go golfing this year. But, do you see what I'm saying? I have a hunger to feed the hungry. St. Paul wrote, The unspiritual man does not receive the gifts of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. You know, a lot's spoken about a lack of catechesis. Yeah, maybe, but I think the bigger problem is a lack of hunger for catechesis. Remember, I just got done saying, you get into the divine life, you're like, give me more, I want to know you more, I want to know you more. You're hungry. It is the secularization of our faith that has led generations to become that unspiritual man. The truths that we share remain foolishness to them until they go through the gate. You see, I gotta lead them. I'm, the, I'm trying to be the good shepherd. Lead us through the gate. And then we get that hunger. 
Now we got to feed them. So having entered into these verdant pastures of the divine life, these souls are hungering for that more. They are hungering to know how to love God more. They are knowing, hungering to know how they can best please God. They are hungering to know everything that God has revealed. This is why I have such a great passion for teaching. And as Bishop Barron says, yes, 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 to new media. Why? Well, the influence of our day own it all. We need to find the biggest platform we can possibly get to override the lies, the thieves, the stealers, the destroyers. So yes, why not? Sure, we can come and meet in the parish, and we should. That helps build our family. But here, boom, I press a button, it's in your home. Absolutely. I've been doing this since the internet started, and I wholeheartedly agree with him. It's, it's, one of the, it's probably the best way to reach souls with the more they're hungry for. So together we're unlocking and opening the treasure chest of our Catholic faith. Look at what we've learned together. All the Bibles, all the jewels, the devotions, the sacramentals. What does Mary mean? What does Joseph mean? What does this saint mean? All together. We just look at another jewel. This precious gift that we've been given. Inherited. Our beautiful Catholic faith. Moreover, I believe as a pastor, a spiritual dad, I must make myself as accessible as I possibly can be. So yeah, I got the 24-7 confessional. But I make sure I'm available for whatever my parish family needs. Yeah, we have Mass seven days a week. A lot of places you'll find it's not offered on the day off or it's not offered on the Saturday. We do it seven days a week. We have adoration every day. I get, I get many re requests to speak around the country and I turn down virtually all of them, especially if they're far away. Sometimes if I can go out and come back real quick, I'll go because I need to be available to you. I'm your shepherd. I'm your spiritual dad. I've also worked hard to surround myself with really qualified people who can candle stuff like buildings and grounds. Man, they're amazing people. I pray they go straight to heaven. But what does it do? They free me to be available to my people, to be available to teach. So much, so many priests are buried with all that stuff. So I try to be a good leader, I try to be a good provider. And great dads, okay, they need to be protectors. The heroes in our time are those unafraid to speak the truth openly, especially as we are being brutalized and censored by the worldly, who will have none of this truth. Jesus called them the thieves because they have come to steal us away from the verdant pastures of the divine life. He said this in today's gospel, a thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus also said this, 
I've come to bring fire on the earth. And how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo. And what constraint I am under until it is completed. Do you think I have come to bring peace on earth? No! I tell you, but division. From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other. Three against two, two against three. There will be divided father against son and son against father. Mother against daughter and daughter against mother. mother Mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. So said Jesus Christ in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12. This week we were reading the Bread of Life Discords. That's John chapter 6. And I was telling them throughout the week, get ready, it's going to shock you. We're going to get to a point in the Gospel where Jesus is literally going to say something and they're going to say, who can believe this? And he's going to turn to them and say, does this shock you? And then, a couple of sentences away, and nearly all of his disciples left him that day and went back to their former way of life. That's the 66th verse of chapter 6. John 666. Referred to in the book of Revelations as the number of the beast or the number of man. They were in the divine life and they went out the gate and lived as the world claims we should live as evolved chimpanzee that just feeds the flesh. In one of our recent podcasts, we were referring to Anton LaVey, who started the first church of Satan. Now there's a packed convention going on in Boston as we speak. Satan Con, they call it. And as he started this church on April 30th, 1967, the 50th anniversary of the angel visiting the children in Fatima. Their high command is do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Live as the beasts. Feed your flesh. And find yourself destroyed. Because it always ends that way. I can't sit by and let the Satan cons the world steal my sheep. I gotta speak openly and sometimes blatantly, like Jesus did. Who can believe what he's saying to us? They said, and most of his disciples left him that day. And he turned to Peter and says, you going to leave too? No, Lord. Where are we going to go? You have the words of everlasting life. You th- you're crazy? We can't leave this. This is our safe space. This is our verdant pastures. This is the restful waters. 
Look how we've been lied to for the last three years, and we all were on to them at all times. Because we live in truth. And as I've been saying lately, the highest and most noble gifts of all the Holy Spirit, you, we, live in wisdom, my family. Oh, they think they're smart. But how superficial they are. As they say, live as the beasts. Do what thou wilt. Just as the chimpanzees and the giraffes and the zebras of the world do. Because that's all you are. They, those liars, those stealers, those thieves, contend. I'm your spiritual dad, I'm your shepherd, I'm telling you. They're lying. We need to live in the place of peace, serenity, the place of truth. Yup, I'm your protector. Jesus did not remain silent, nor did he follow the gospel of the world. He did not say what people wanted to hear, but what was true. He did not adapt to the world. He expected people to adapt to God's truth as he spoke it. Even if most of his disciples left him that day. You're going to leave? Peter and the boys? <coughs> this isn't about trying to fill the collection basket. If we have five people left, after everybody says, who can believe this? No, we'll believe the thieves and the lies they're telling us instead of your truth. See you later. Even if only five remain, we'll start there. Because we cannot defy God. When Jesus ministered on earth, he had some who followed and some who sought to kill him and eventually had him crucified. Today also he has some who follow him and some who seek to destroy his influence. You've been watching the news? You're dangerous. Because you have the truth. Because you have the wisdom. You're dangerous. They don't want you to know about that. Truth and wisdom. Yes, I'm your protector. I'm going to confirm what you know in your heart, in your bones. What's really right. What's really true. What's really good. It's got to start with us. We're the spiritual lead, lead, leaders. If we remain silent for fear of the wolves, what good are we? I can't do it. Do what you need to do to me, but I will not abandon you. I will not abandon you. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.